Okay. Dennis, tell them what they've won Hello. on this wonderful sunny day. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Giant Size Thursday Comics issue number 47. Whee! I'm your co-host, Dennis Osborne, accompanied by Dennis's pal. Wallace Ryan over here. Yay! Hey. So we made, we took a week off mm -hmm. and just scheduled conflicts and stuff like that. Yeah, happens every so often yeah, with, it does. with, with uh, too busy folks like ourselves, right. you know. So uh, we skipped a week, we're going to do this one, but we're going to back-to-back -back record, so next week... Yeah, we'll be doing another Giant yeah, Size, right? going to be another Giant Size. Yeah, but, uh, this week's Giant Size is Giant Size Independent Artists yeah. slash Creators um, from... Uh, modern Age, which was 1986 to 2000. Yeah. And I think they focus mostly on artists. Yeah. For this one, so yeah. Yeah, although I did put one writer into it. Yeah. Well, right? a lot of them, when we say independent creators, they're writer and artists yeah. for the most part. Too. But, the, but I do have one writer. Okay. But I tied him in with someone else. So it's just like that. And they're sort of similar styles. <laughs> You'll see. You'll yeah. see. There <laughs> you go. So, um... And like always, we don't know each other's list in advance. No, we don't. Uh, so we're going to go from 10 up to number 1. After number uh, number 2, we're going to give a list of some honorable mentions that didn't mm -hmm. make the list but deserve some recognition, and then we'll announce our number 1s. Exactly. Okay, well, uh, and of course, as usual, we're going to flip the, the coin of fate. There you go. Okay, who'll you call it? You can call it in the air. Okay. I'll flip. You can Heads. And it is heads. Finally. Finally. <laughs> the heads have come my way. <laughs> okay. Well, let's... Uh, I guess we might as well jump right into jump it. Jump right in. Um, I'll start off with my number 10, which is... Oh, I'd read on that. Howard Chaikin. Okay. Of course, for his amazing... I mean, the American... Uh, Ameri American flag. Flag and... and oh, geez. All his other stuff after time... At, time after... Was it Time Squared? Times Square, yeah, uh, uh, and even stuff like Satellite Sam, Satellite Sam, which was image, yeah. um, the, the Black Kiss, yeah, the stuff that's basically getting banned, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it, I'd say the uh, American flag though was, yeah. Although that that that, that was and also was stuff. What was it? Eclipse? What was it? Uh, yeah, was Eclipse? No, that was first comics. Yeah, well, no, there was um, not Dominic Fortune. Yeah, but oh, the Scorpion. Uh, yeah, was one, and then who was the other one? Uh, oh, geez, was, um, oh, the Scorpion and, oh, there was, it there was, was one Dominic Fortune was pretty much based on. Yeah, 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 really, yeah, really. That he was doing as well, so. Yeah, and Starbuck in, in some yeah. ways is, is almost Cody like. Cody Starbuck. He's like a sci-fi. Yeah. It, you know, it's almost like Michael Moorcock where he had the Eternal Champion. And yeah. So he, he sort of has sort of a similar uh, type of thing. Yeah. Well, well, now Jake, and not only that, American flag did go to like two eighty eight anyway. Yeah, but I mean, American flag at the time it was, it was revolutionary because of the. Well, and I love talking about letterers, of course, but Ken Brunziak is that? Okay. Is that? It was absolutely stunning uh, lettering yeah. and design work. So he, him and Simonson at the time were really uh, pioneering meshing the lettering in a graphic right. sense into it and. Uh, but yeah, I, I think for that alone, I, yeah. I'm, pu I'm putting him as my number 10. And I love the guy. And, and plus, because he don't take shit from people. He doesn't, no. And his stuff is his things, and it always gets, you know, some controversy surrounding it. But it's oh, yeah. later on working. Well, you know, whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, and, and I thought, when I became an artist, I thought our job was to push the boundaries. Not to tiptoe around the tulips and, yeah. and, and kiss children and pat puppies on the head and, and hand out peppermint-striped candies and, and, and everything was fantastic. Stuff, yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Vladimir Putin. <laughs> uh, 
It is sad, though, that we haven't really gotten any big collections of American Flag. I don't yeah. know who owns the rights. I assume he's done. Yeah, yeah there, was, there was just the one that I've seen, the, the, the one image. from I- Image. Yeah, and, and that's years now. That's yeah. probably about uh, but you know what? That has, but see, for me, I think like I, that. I do believe it has all the Chaykin issues in, yeah. in it at least. So, so to me, that was good because once Chaykin stopped drawing it, yeah. I stayed on for a bit after that. But, but it was just like, uh, it's 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 just not the same without right. Howard, right? Yeah. And uh, but yeah, I mean, he he went to, he just did so so much stuff even leading up to that. Right. He to me, he was one of the leading lights of the late seventies, early eighties, and yeah. in, and into the eighties. Because anyone who, who was drawing back then, they had to have seen what he was up to. Exactly. All right? Definitely. And what about your number 10 there, Sire? My number 10 is, let's see my list. I have Howard Chaikin. Oh, my <laughs> God. Are you serious? Yeah. Number oh. 10, Howard Chaikin. <laughs> oh, 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 now, I, geez, that's one of the first times we've nailed a number 10, I yeah. think. Well, yeah. and no real... You know, we don't need to talk about it anymore. We'll, well, for the for all the same reasons yeah, <laughs> from before. The reasons. <laughs> there you go. All right. So we can go straight into your number nine. Okay, into number nine. Who do I have for number nine? Is David Lapham. Okay. And put him in there, for, if only for well, I like I always did like wor- Worlds of Plasm and all that the yeah. Plasm thing he did, but definitely without doubt is Stray Bullets. Right. I mean, geez, at the time it was. He was brewbakering around before Brewbaker came on the scene. Exactly. Right? It was, well, he set the stage for him, right? Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, Stray Bullets was like, it was fantasy, noir. It was, you know, it was Amy Racecar. It was just weird shit going on all the time. Yeah. But but hard boiled as it comes, oh my right? Oh, yes, yeah. You know, it was reminding me of Bob Hall. Remember, he had a series called Armed and Dangerous, I think okay. it was. was Valiant in the 90s. Yeah. And it was also great noir. You know, it's 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 a forgotten gem. Yeah. But uh, it was one I'd like to see actually in a little collection, right? But definitely without doubt, Lapham. I mean, for that, and I mean, geez, he did. Well, I did think he did Harbinger, I do believe. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and some other stuff for. He for did some Valiant. other mainstream stuff for uh, DC and stuff, some Batman yeah. miniseries. I think he did a little bit of Marvel work and stuff like that. So he's been around, but he is predominantly known for. Uh, Yes, Trey Bullet. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Isn't it? Yeah. Now that's one I'd like to see them come out with, because I do got the soft cover giant one yeah. of it, but I still want that in a nice hard cover, yeah, right? Definitely, yeah. So, uh, so if you're listening, uh, Dave, uh, get, hop to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your number nine? My number nine. I went with Dave Sim. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. Service uh, was. It, it was lower on my list because Service is obviously before. 86. Yeah. But it was still publishing and it was still like a premier. Yeah. And, he was still, oh, and it was still hot at the time. Exactly. So. Well, right up into the 90s, I mean, I was collecting it because I was still collecting it uh, in 80, 85, 86. Yeah. I collected it for years right. and years. It was, I think it was around Jacka or whatever that I started to slow down. Okay. And I don't know why, but because I, I, I love the goddamn yeah. comic, right? It's, it's. That was bloody. always the like. The independent comic that you always heard about, mm. but could never find. Oh yeah, well I I, I came right, across especially it. around here. So. Well, well, really, because when I left here, when I went to uh, OCA in Toronto yeah. in nineteen eighty, I went to uh, a local comic book store there, Dragon Lady, I think it was, because a Newfoundlander worked at the okay. at, at the checkout. So, <laughs> but anyway, so uh, and I kept seeing this Cerebus comic there. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I was new in the city, of course. So what are you going to do on right. a, on a 
warm September night where yeah. you got nothing to do, but you at least got some money in your pocket, I'd go to the comic book store. Yeah. And I kept seeing that there, and I can remember one night, you know, couldn't find anything and looked at it and figured, oh, what the fuck, Jesus, yeah. you know, it's, it's a comic, it's a comic. So I brought it home and read it that night. It was just like, holy fuck. And the next day I went there, okay, you got any back issues? <laughs> and it was like, it was 21 or somewhere around there. Okay. So, so being a little bit into it. Yeah. But, uh, but it was just, I bought back, I think I got it back as far as five or six. Oh, wow. Okay. And then from then on, I bought, bought it religiously. Yeah. Right? And and I got to meet him. He was a very nice chap, right in person, right? Very controversial yeah. nowadays. Now, this was 1980 or yeah. 81 I met him. But, yeah. I mean, he, he was really nice to everyone and stuff like that. And But it's just like, you know, it, it, once again, some of the best. And already we got shaken and, and yeah, Sam. It's, it, it's just like, you know, we're bucking the trend. It's just like, you know. <laughs> We don't care if you're, you're, you know, it's just like in the old days, you had some friends who were assholes, yeah. but they were still friends, but they were still assholes. They were, right? yeah. And they knew they were assholes, and right? Yeah, yeah. And, but people tolerated them. It was just like, well, it was like, I can remember going, you know, drinking, uh, sit down in bars and seeing people who were like liberals drinking with PCs or yeah. NDP people all drinking together. It's just like... You know, you we, you need more of that because I mean, people had each other's throats for the for the drop of a hat or the oh, yeah. or, or perceived social slight or or lack of sense of humor. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have a sense of humor in this fucking life, what the fuck is the matter with exactly, that, right? right? Okay. Yeah. But number nine, because I don't think this era is peak Cerebus. No, no, it's it's it's, it's close. It's, yeah, it's close. It's he's. Um, because he's still coming up to this, uh, to the spot appearing in Spawn in the yeah, early nineties. Yeah, so and like trying to break through the mainstream. But I was like, if it was you know, well, two he did, years before nineteen eighty, I think he'd be a lot. Yeah, and he did higher. appear in. Uh, I'd forgotten about. He appeared a couple of times in Epic magazine, right? Okay, I'd forgotten about that. There's a couple of shorts in there, <laughs> yeah. color shorts too. Oh, they're, wow. they're really nicely done, right? Yeah. Young, uh, I think one of them is a young Cerebus, if not all of them. So they're kind of funny, they're right? kind of good. but yeah, yeah, it's he it, it was. It's just like, well, High Society yeah. is one of the best written comics out there, and at the time he was writing, it was cutting edge, right? It was just like he was writing comics for a mature audience, yeah. And it's just like, and, and like I say, it's just like I, I really don't give a fuck what the personal opinions of a writer is. It's just like don't I don't give a fuck what their personal opinions is. I give a fuck whether or not they can actually tell a goddamn story, yeah. And if they don't, if they can't tell the story, then who cares, right? And this list isn't about political beliefs no, or any this... beliefs like that. We're just talking about like their creator-owned yeah. works. Yeah, the the power of the art form itself. Yeah, yeah, because because so. you can you you can never uh, you know expect you know uh, artists to be paragons of virtue, right? Yeah. I mean, the reason some of them are artists is because they had a shitty life up got, to that point, right? They got a story to tell. <laughs> yeah, and you go on with you with, with your white bread comments about, oh, you're offending me because I think they're they're ready to snap. They're they're thinking they're thinking about killing you right now, you <laughs> right? And, and and it's just like art. It's it's the nature of of the business. Art art is is filled. The the art world is filled with. Broken, broken souls and shattered dreams. <laughs> and if you expect people to be happy after a lifetime of that, yeah. then there's something wrong there with you. you. <laughs> okay, back to... Your number nine. My number nine. Number nine. 
Okay, let's see. I do have a number nine. I... Or no, no, you're number eight, sorry. You did number nine. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. My number eight is Paul Chadwick. Okay. For Concrete. Concrete. Yeah. And if if only for that alone. Yeah. Right. It's I love Concrete. It's He was on my honorable mentions and the, the reason was is because you can't find Concrete to read. Yeah, I know. It's it's it's. Uh, I'm going to mention that to, to Diana Schultz. So I'm going to say to yeah. her, "Look, come on, you guys got to. If you if you can cough up some some concrete, I, I'd buy I'd buy an omnibus set. Yeah. And, and I know there were you would. Yeah. Uh, and I know other people. And let's just say, if I can name two or three people <clears throat> just off the top of my head. Yeah. Let alone in the groups that that whatever. Maybe we should start a petition. There you go. Bring back concrete. Bring back concrete. And it's one of those <laughs> things that you don't know. I assume that. Chadwick still has the rights. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't assume. know if he's going to go through, you know, Image, Dark Horse, Boom. Yeah, I assume he still has a good relationship with Dark Horse. Dark Horse, because yeah. I, I, I think there was something done, you know, a while ago. But I mean, it's just it'd be a great way to introduce it to a new audience. Because yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's just a whole concept too. A political speech writer who yeah. who turns into some sort of android concrete beast but i love how he instead of fighting villains he goes out exploring the world he crosses the atlantic ocean walks the atlantic ocean yeah. or, or he climbs climbs mount everest and shit like that it's just like that is the type of crap you'd get up to if you yeah. were if you had some kind of superpower yeah you, like if you, are most people wouldn't try and fight crime you no, want to do the stuff that yeah yeah i mean if you, you physically could never do yeah if, if you woke up with and you could fly I mean, that, that, fighting crime would be the last thing I'd be thinking about. Yeah. I'd be thinking about flying to Florida for the morning and then flying to... Be a snowbird, just fly south in the winter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, and even though it just steps, right? Yeah. And fly low over the land and, you know... Anyway. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah. Uh, Chadwick definitely is... It's definitely, for, yeah. for that, because, I mean, I still concrete and any, anyone reading comics... Yeah. It, from eighty five, eighty six on up, you know, yeah, no. concrete, concrete was was one of the hip comics, yeah. right? And I always remember, I saw these have smaller paperbacks available, mm. but I mean, they were half of them were out of print and they were hard to get. It was yeah. one of those things that was like, well, I can't get into it because I can never yeah. read it. Off. Yeah, so you folks at Dark Horse show some concrete love, yes. right? <laughs> Okay, well, I'll throw it back to you for your number... Eight. Eight. My number eight, I went with Ben Edlund. Okay. Creator well, the, of The, the tick. tick. Okay, well, you you got me. You got me there, right? <laughs> um, you know, simply why he made that list. Yeah. So an independent... You know, you can say about your... You know, get your artistic freedom and things like this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you're in it to, for fame and money. Most people are. Mm-hmm. Um... Ben Edlund had a successful comic book series yeah. that is still in print. Yeah. Tickets still being published through New England Comics. Um, it had a very successful uh, animated series in the 90s. And the had live... a successful the, toy line. And the live... The, and two live action series. Yeah. The first one is... Uh, I haven't seen the second one, but the first one is still... I have fucking loved it. Yeah. And <laughs> the second one is... Through Amazon is still really good. Lasted oh. several seasons. Oh, Okay. Patrick Warburton, no, he was... Yeah, he, he was the tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, can't, I can't, I just can't get away from it now, yeah. right? Even reading the comic, I think of him, right? I, I hear his voice narrating it, yeah. right? But, um, it's one of those, uh, comedy comic books. Mm. And it's, 
you know, it's, it's making fun of the comic book genre itself. Yeah. It's a pure comedy and satire. Yeah. Yeah. Of the whole superhero, uh, yeah. And, genre and, itself. and became its own kind of, well, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a satire and, and Cerebus. Yeah. Satires that became comics in and of, of their them, own, yeah. themselves. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, wow, it's, because uh, no one thinks of, uh, of uh, Cerebus now as 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 having been a, a parody comic or, yeah. or Teenage Mutant Ninja right. Turtles. It's just there are those comics now, yeah. all right? And one thing I love is the, the Ben Edlin issues is maybe like between 12, 18 issues or something like that. Yeah. There is always a copy of the complete collection of that available. Yeah. They always yeah. keep in print. I, I'd like to say, I, I've yet to see a hardcover, though. I've I, been, I looked. I've never seen a hardcover. I've been struggling for it. So, guys out there... Yeah. <laughs> but there's multiple, multiple printings of... Oh, yeah. Paperback. Yeah. And, I mean, I think if they if they did a hardcover version, yeah. anyone who bought all the other ones would be like, okay, yeah. here's one for the ages, right? <laughs> this is a book I can hand down to my grandchild, and it'll still be in shape by the time they hand it down to their grandchild, yes. right? Yeah. So, uh, but, yeah, yeah. Well, geez, there's one I forgot. Left, le- left him totally off the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, what are we at now? Uh, eight, number seven. seven. Number seven. I have a <clears throat> a tie here for uh, between uh, Peter Bag and Harvey Picard plus Robert Crumb together. Okay. Right for Americans, American Splendor. Yeah. But Peter Bag and you know, <clears throat> and really, in some ways, I'd even throw in. Joe Matt, Seth, and Chester Brown. I'd almost put it as a big tie between them as yeah. as an entire movement uh, of neorealism, as they used to call it. I mean, I, and all of them were, were, were fabulous. Peter Bag, I mean, hate fucking one of the yeah, funniest. One of your favorites, yeah. One of the funniest comics I ever read. I mean, like laughing out loud and, and stuff like that. And same with P. Carr. I mean, yeah. they're just great, great. Great stories. Same with Joe, Matt, Seth, and Chester Brown. That the content is just off the scale. Right? Exactly, and they're like the pu- like the legit, yeah, underground, independent. Oh, yeah. yeah, these I, are guys. I call it they're comics creators, but comics with an X. Yeah, yeah, C O M I X. Yeah, that's the yeah. underground. And, and, and I love Joe. Joe Matt himself. He's a big comic, you know, fan <laughs> yeah. of uh, Clayton. Well, I mean, he, he even supplied, I believe, most of the comic strips used in Drawn in Quarterly's yeah. uh, Walter and Skeezix from his own, he has a complete collection. And I, I, as a matter of fact, I've even uh, bought books off him. Oh, okay. And, and one time he sent a book and he, he I got him to personalize inside yeah. with the thing just from the library of, of Joe Matt. <laughs> and he did a little drawing with it too. Oh, nice. You know, great, great, really, really nice guy. And one of my favorite sketches ever done at a convention was by him and it's just a drawing of himself saying my balls hurt <laughs> it's a great fucking cartoon Seth Seth was a, actually at the art college same time I was okay it looked very different back then <laughs> <laughs> and Chester never I love, love Chester Brown I mean he's the strangest of the three by, by far yeah but uh, you know but still he there's something there so, so all, all, all five of them a five-way tie for number seven. There you go. So I, I guess I just I put it out just the neo-realists yeah. of the of the era, and anyone and anyone else could jump aboard there exactly. if they wanted, right? There you go. Okay, so uh, back My to number you. Number seven. Back to you. What's your number seven? My number seven. I went with Art Spiegelman. Okay. 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 Uh, I mean, clearly he's on the list for uh, for Mouse. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He got I to mean, be because that's the and I put him pretty much just 
I had to put him on the list, even though, you know, the the quantity isn't there. Yeah. But Mouse was the one comic book that kind of brought comics to the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, to like, the masses. This is legit yeah. literature. They, yeah, and they couldn't argue about it because everyone... Well, even I can even remember the response in the Jewish community initially yeah. before anyone even read it was, oh, y'all making making fun of the, uh, the Holocaust with, yeah. with the cartoons. But when they read it, it was just like, this is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. It's it's one of the most you know compelling pieces of Holocaust literature, which I read a lot of when I was younger in yeah. my twenties. Uh, anything about the Holocaust, I w- I would read. And uh, th- that got to be one. I mean, they're all harrowing accounts. Yeah. But I mean, Jesus Christ, his dead. Holy God. Was, talk about being in the fucking right place at, right. The, at the right time, in the wrong place, <laughs> at the wrong time. Every day, it was like he'd walk around the corner and everyone back around the corner would be murdered, right? Yeah. Or, yeah, he'd step outside of uh, whatever and then it'd blow up. Well, that never happened. <laughs> but but it was that type of luck. He, he, yeah. It just seemed like he... Same with grandfather. I mean, he, he was escaped at the Battle of the Somme and Gallipoli. Right. And, and then he gets captured by, uh, on a sub. And they let him off to sub here in, off the south coast of Newfoundland. And the sub heads back across the Atlantic Ocean and sinks on, yeah. on, on its way. It's just like, holy shit. Right? Yeah. No, Art Spiegelman definitely yes. make the oh, oh, I'm totally with you on that. Yeah. So he made my number seven there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And now, what is number my, six? my number six is... I should make these... My number six is Dave Sim. Okay. <laughs> of course, I just left that off there. Yeah. For all the same reasons as we enunciated before. Yeah, because of all the service. And the, yeah, God bless the, the service. We're pretty much close to the same ranking. Yeah, I, lo- I, I love the way he, he drew Syrup is how he evolved into the snub-nosed. He did, yeah. It's, it's be- just beautifully done. The character done. Yeah. himself evolved physically. So. Yeah, and, and and he got him down pretty quickly, because by issue 21, when I bought it, he, he had, he'd long had the snub nose by yeah. then, right? And it was just, oh, I love those, and those first few issues, I mean, just the, it's just something simple and, and wonderful about them, right? Well, it was a pure independent comic book, just basically mimicking Conan. Yeah. Exactly. Done, done by, and then it became a thing of its own. So. Yeah, done by a guy and his wife in Kitchener, and yeah. and it fucking became a, a monster, it right? Did, yeah, perfect. Well, I guess it's right back to you then. <laughs> right back to my number six. Yeah. My number six, I went with Stan Sakai. Okay. Oh, jeez, there you You screwed me, man. You screwed me. <laughs> and yeah, oh, I to- I'm totally with you on that one. I mean, just because of Usagi Yojimbo, and, and it's, it's, it's moved companies multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Fanographics, Star Wars. And then Image. Image. When, was it Image? And then IDW has it. IDW has it now. Sorry. It's, it's gone everywhere. Multiple printings. Yeah. All kinds of gorgeous hardcovers and slip cases. And do they go to Image or do they go right to IDW? I think they went straight to IDW. Yeah, I'm starting to th- think yeah. that now. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, looking over there, I see my. I look over at the Fantagraphics yeah. editions and, and the Dark Horse, and it's like, hold on a second. But yeah, yeah, it's. But yes, I love love fucking Usagi, man. Yeah. He's, I mean, I can remember reading him early on. As a matter of fact, I, I even have a, oh god, I did. I, I have. Oh look, speak of the devil. Here's there a, you go. I'm holding up now a picture of me shaking the hand of Stan Sky. Yeah. And he turned to me and he, I'll never forget that. Do you even know who I am? I said, come on, Stan. <laughs> I read Usagi. You know, I read it since. Critters or whatever, yeah. the the first appearance, you know. Oh, okay. It's like he seemed shocked, right? <laughs> that I that I wanted my picture taken with yeah. him, right? But uh, but yeah, 
goddamn beautiful comic. Hey? The only reason he wasn't hired because he beat you out for a uh, top letterer. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. it. I can get him back. <laughs> right. Go on, Stan, share the wealth. <laughs> but number six is a good spot for Stan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no, I, I, agree. I agree. It's a nice yeah. placement because, I mean, I love the comic. Yeah. And I mean, geez, he's still going. And I've read it right up until the latest volumes, and it's oh, yeah. still fucking amazing. Yeah, I'd love to see you know uh, IDW partner with Dark Horse to produce. You know, to continue the, the yeah, hardcovers. Yeah, in the same in the same format, it'd be. Yeah. You no, know, sure, you can stick your logo on on it there, and there'll be the Dark Horse IDW editions. But you, why why ruin a, a, a good thing? Yeah. Not only that, you got all these files ready to drop the comics in, and you know, ready to good rock to go, and, yeah. ready to rock and roll there. <laughs> Okay, well, back to me then, I guess, for my number five, right? Yeah, we're number five. Well, my number five was Art Spiegelman. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so we were close to those two there, right? Yeah. So back to you for your number five. Uh, hang on a sec. Oh, the cops are coming for me, man. So my number five, I went with... I actually had a, a tie, because I didn't know really where to place them to. Yeah, uh, they're not really connected in any way. Around the same era, I went with Jeff Smith. Okay. And Terry Moore. Okay, okay, I can see. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because uh, Strangers in Paradise. Yeah. And with uh, Will Bone. Yeah, yeah. And well, two, I I had Jeff Smith here on mine, too, right? Yeah, but two completely different things. One went very kid friendly, mm-hmm. and one went more. You know, yeah, adult yeah. coming of age. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of everything in it with Strangers in Paradise. Yeah. Um, but Strangers was always ranked as one of those 90s indie comics. Yeah. It was, like yeah. Wizard raved about. Yeah. Oh, I, Fire's I, Guy. Oh, I, and me, uh, Linda and I used to read it, right? Yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah, it was, it was quite hot, right? Right. And I mean, he's still, he's still kicking it out today. Serial was a great yeah. s- series. I, I've bought all the recent, uh, his little his mini series as, as right. I call them, yeah. right? And I like him because it's you know it's so many issues. The next thing he got a little graphic novel. There you go. So and yeah, of course with. Um, Damn! I wish I, I missed him. Terry I, Terry Moore. Yeah, well, I should have had my <laughs> I should have had my head caved in for that. <laughs> and with uh, with Jeff Smith with Bone. Yeah. Oh yeah. He went through multiple like his own book, cartoon books. Went yeah. the image the, floated around a bit, but it's the perfect all ages comic book. It's being mm. produced by Scholastic. I know. I mean, they're, they're, that was a brilliant yeah. thing. Uh, and Netflix, when, when they started panicking over their profits, they dumped the that as a yeah. cartoon. It's just like look, that was that was the fucking antidote for your goddamn problems, yeah. right? What the hell's wrong you with you? Had right? a you know a multi-year season series. Yeah, you could, just yeah. like the entire story. Yeah, for the price of a couple of executives, get rid yeah. of a couple of these fat cats, and next thing you know, you can do a whole series, yeah. right? Oh God! Yeah, but right in the middle of pack, Jeff Smith, Terry Moore. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. So back to me with number four. Is it number four? Number four. I have uh, the Hernandez brothers. Okay. Uh, Love and Rockets. The boy. I, I put them both together because because yeah. I love both of them equally for different reasons. They uh, they made my honorable mention mostly yeah. because I've never really gotten deep into their. Material, yeah, and I know you're going to rank them high and talk about them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, one of these days, I, I I'll give you the the the, the locus yeah. and the Palomar. Those two big books. Read those alone. Yeah, because that's that's. I mean, it's all the early stuff for one thing. Right. So I mean, uh, and it's it's the best. And and they really were. You can see they were heading towards. That's why I consider Palomar 
more than just a collection of uh, yeah. uh, Gilbert stories. It's yeah. it has the function of, of a novel. Right. And it's it's funny every time I see a, a headline of book uh, banned by a library or no no book returned to a library and the angry parent involved that type of story it's always fucking Palomar. Oh, this looks like a, and I can see I can see some people looks like a nice story blah blah blah. Oh, it's it involves you know Hispanics and all that must be good and all that and it's fucking rotten and yeah. and, and and frightening and. And one of the most wonderful stories I ever read, right? <laughs> all, all the things I love in a story, right? Uh, okay. Sex and death. Sex and death. <laughs> and, right? and, and a lot of laughs in between, right? There you go. Okay. Back to you with your number four, is it? Yeah. What is it? Come on, come on. Let, my number let's... four, I went with uh, do, 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 Frank do. Miller. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. So, I mean, Frank Miller was there because, I mean, he made the... Oh, who transitioned geez. from um, was the mainstream comic creator with Marvel, yeah. like doing DC work, yeah. and then oh, they back- had enough, you know. Well, everything from from Born Again, then uh, yeah. which is all eighty five, and that after, yeah. well, it was around that anyway, and, and let alone the Sinkevich, the Electra, all that yeah. assassin, and all that stuff. But then yeah. he built up enough of a you know a name brand that he could launch his own stuff with Sin City. Yeah, and yeah. again with Sin City had a. Very long line, very successful with Dark Horse. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Spawned a very popular movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Action geez. figures, toys, merch. Oh, fuck, he had, he had its skull until he yeah. went insane. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's back on, on top again. Apparently, he's, and even uh, of his own admission, you know, he, he went a bit wild. But everyone yeah. does. Everyone hey, come does. on. Yeah. <laughs> and if you got all that much money flowing in, and, and God only knows. Yeah. What, God only knows what would happen. Right. As a matter of fact, he should do a comic about what happened during those years, <laughs> right? That I'd buy that for I a do, too, yeah. for a dollar. <laughs> well, I mean, after Sin City, um, three hundred, I guess he was three hundred, which was another high one. Holy Terror wasn't very good. Um, no. And then, like, he was poking at like the spirit and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, with the movie, and it just didn't work out. No. But the mass race, boy, you, you know, yeah. it, it was it was genius pairing them with uh, Azarello yeah. to uh, uh, to basically streamline it because because you can still feel all the the Miller things in it, but it's it's yeah. it's, it's the he's he's returned and in a, in a Miller esque fashion too. Yeah. It was just like of all the writers for them to pair, this is someone who will write in his, similar to him anyway. Yeah. Definitely. So so it, it, it's what made because people were surprised that DK three was actually really good. Yeah, it was. <laughs> right, it's just like nah 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 nah. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, motherfucker. And I love those little comics, man. That came in them. They were so fucking cool. Yeah. Right. Very surprising series. Yeah, yeah. So okay, okay, Frank. Frank's no. way up there. He should yeah. and he should be right. Door number three. My number three is the the artist magnifique uh, Mobius. <laughs> of course, uh, I mean, geez, everything for. I mean, even a- after, uh, well, I guess, no, there would have been the Inco was around that time yeah. after 85. Yeah. But, I mean, it, even leading up to that, he had, had the Airtight Garage and Arzac, that, yeah. everything leading up to it. But he just continued with, like I say, with the, especially the, the Inco. Yeah. And uh, and then all, and all his uh, collaborations with uh, Jodorowsky and, yeah. and the Inside Mobius uh, collection, which was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It was a real neat, neat 
journey inside of himself, right? Definitely. So, so just on the run. Now, Mobius didn't make my list. Um, oh. We'll just say that now, no spoilers. But I didn't really consider him an independent because in Europe, he was so very well known and mm. uh, a well known painter, creator, and everything yeah. combined. Yeah. Um, he was just more independent, maybe in North America. Yeah. I think he wasn't as well known, but I'm mean, yeah. look at his blueberry work and oh, he yeah. was he was Kirby. Yeah. In the yeah in France. In yeah. France. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and I mean, when when we first saw myself, my friend Jerry Porter as kids, it was yeah. just like it fucking twisted our little teenage brains. It was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. It was the bloody amazing, right? Right. So, yeah. so but yeah. like, I didn't. Uh, Include him for that. Rest is my reason. Yeah, my list. Yeah. Same with. Um, I'll forgive you this time. Like Corbin and things like that. Yeah. Well, I had Corbin in my uh, yeah. my uh, honorable mentions right. now, right? And that, that's the you know the fun of these lists. Everyone yeah. has their own what they think is independent yeah. and what they think is yeah. Bronze Age, Silver Age, such and such. Yeah. But for that reason, I was like, no, I think they were to me big and mainstream, just not in North America. Yeah. yeah. Similar with like, um, say, like Otomo. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I had a tomo in my... Uh, uh, honorable mentions? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, of um, course, for... for, for obviously, Akira, Akira alone, like yeah. That. But I couldn't consider him independent because he was... Yeah, yeah. Well, now, I... I yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess I was thinking in terms of North American America. Right, was, yeah. was how I, I so, guess I was approaching it, right? It just means that if we have a disagreement there, we're just going to end up with more names. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, what, what do you, what's your number three? My number three, I went with Mike Magnola. Oh, oh, fuck. I forgot <laughs> Mike. Damn it, damn it, damn you it, damn it. You missed a few on this one, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I could throw him in with my number two, <laughs> I guess. So, Mignola, obviously, for for Hellboy. But he had yeah. a very successful mainstream career. Well, too. I mean, his Phantom Stranger at DC was great. Yeah. Uh, Batman Gotham by Gaslight. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he did a bunch of work for Marvel. Yeah. It was all fucking amazing shit, yeah. right? And then obviously he went over to Dark Horse. Yeah. Launched the Hellboy Mignola verse. Yeah. And um, it, and it just hasn't fucking stopped since, yeah. has it? And he's one of the few people that has uh, never really gone back to do anything mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and one of the few one of those who I anchored while I'm talking to at a convention one time because <laughs> I was mentioning how they should have picked Jerry Tallock to ink his work yeah. in the Alpha Flights and yeah. Uh, and he said, "Oh well, to be fair, you know, it was Jerry's choice. It was, uh, you know, it was basically it's it's, it's yeah. the company." And I said, "Yeah, still though, right?" And he's just like pointing at me, like, uh, "Shut up or whatever." Like, shut up. Yeah, I was just like, "Okay, okay, just saying is all right." It was, yeah. it was a bit not that Talek was a bad artist because I love love him as an artist. Yeah, he was a bad choice to ink. Yes, they never they they should uh, now if they had sat down and explained to him, this guy is big on blacks and blah blah blah. I know because Talek is such a great artist. He yeah. would have said, "Oh yeah, no problem." Boom. See, he used to do the Unknown Soldier in the seventies. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, I went Magnolia number three. No, oh, I guess now I guess that goes pushes me into number two. Number two, which is Frank Miller. Okay. Now I, I could almost t- tie him in with Magnolia. Yeah. If, if although I would have tied Magnolia in maybe, I know me with. The Hernandez brothers, or someone. Else. But anyway, yeah, yeah, Frank Miller was my number two. Yeah, and for he's all the, the reasons we we have, he's one of the first mainstream guys mm. that basically 
banked everything on his name and popularity to launch mm. his own oh, yeah. trade material. After he left mainstream Marvel DC, for the most part, yeah. to do his own creator own stuff yeah and, and normally it, it's you did your creator own stuff until you can make it big well and now he's, he's one that kind of reversed the trend yeah now he's even launched his own uh series his, yeah. his own company yeah. uh, frank miller productions is Something it right? like that, yeah. yeah which i think it's cool having, having a comic name frank miller's comics right <laughs> i should maybe i should change alphabet comics to wallace Ryan's comics <laughs> but uh yeah yeah miller miller got to be on everyone's list yeah, I, I i figure right yeah so now, who's your number two? My number two, I went with Todd McFarlane. Ooh. I went high. <laughs> Someone who's not on my list. <laughs> right? um, I mean, the reason I had Todd there is he was the catalyst for breaking the mold. Marvel DC's not the be-all, end-all. Yeah. Um, you know, creators are sometimes more popular than the characters. Mm. And he banked everything. He left. He launched Image Comics yeah. as an independent imprint, and you know made it after you know some changes and hard times yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a rough few years. Well, I mean, it was okay in terms of they. I'm sure they were doing great sales with Spawn and yeah. Savage Dragon, a couple of them, but the others were just so weak. As you know, especially yeah. the, like the Young Blood stuff and all that. No one liked any no. of that. Well, I mean, for I mean, a good solid maybe couple of years. Mm. Um, Spawn was the number one comic book sold. Yeah. You, oh yeah. You would never see that. Oh yeah. Independent comic book. Yeah. But, Selling, you know, probably five, six million copies a month. Yeah, and what they morphed into in the end was 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 an amazing company mm. in the end too, yeah. which is funny because people who were around back then are surprised. Like, say, people being out of comics for years, and yeah, and then you come back and they say, "So what's hot in, in terms of?" Uh, Comics say, well, anything from Image Comics, and they look, look look at you like you got ten fucking heads, yeah. right? <laughs> but, uh, and they want to spit in your eye, right? I mean, they're easily, you could say that they're still the number three. Oh yeah, yeah, right I would behind say. Marvel and DC. Yeah, but it's it's a close number three than there was years ago. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's right. You, it used to be almost like 60, 40, 10. Yeah. Now you can say it's you know oh. 40, 40, 20. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's it's, it's, it's a nice it, chunk. It's very close, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or, okay. you know. Even if it was 10% or whatever, that yeah. would still be a huge chunk for one yes. company, yeah. a new company to take out of two established. But if you were to base it on well, they must creative have, influx yeah. and creativity, yeah. they're probably number one. Yeah, well, they must have aside a lot of the other, like Dark Horse and, yeah. and some of the other companies to really push to, to yeah. the front of the line, exactly. right? Yeah, So. Um, uh, but Todd was so high on my list because he was the thing that you you can launch an independent, successful career. Yeah. You can bank on yourself. Yeah. You don't have to rely on the big two to give you work. Um, you can have your creative freedom. As long as you launch a good product, Yeah, yeah. you can uh, be very highly successful. Yeah. Uh, 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 look at Kirkland, right? <laughs> right? And now you look at it. He His toy line and yeah. everything is extremely successful. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything fuck. that he launched... DC went to McFarlane yeah, to make for their, their action figures. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, right? And he's doing <laughs> right. a great job with that. Oh, yeah, exactly, right? And he saw really well. I mean, so, that'll tell you there. Yeah. And so, all that stemmed from him being like, I want to do my own thing. Yeah. I'm tired of being restricted. Here you go, yeah. And he did the opposite of what everyone's goals were. Yeah, get the fuck out of my way. Here yeah. we go, yeah. So there, made my number two because of that. So, okay. And every independent creator owes something to Todd McFarlane. 
In some ways, yeah. yeah. In some ways, to do, yeah. Okay. Well, I guess now we're into honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Okay, keep down, folks. Keep down. Okay, okay, okay. We've had enough. There, there, there. I, I thought I told you guys to shut up. Oh God, some people, hey. I so, uh, shall I go first there? Go first. Well, I had Eric Larson, funny enough. Steve Dillon. Okay. For a preacher, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Rich Corbin, I had there. Uh, Otomo. P. Craig Russell. There's, there's That's another one, good right? one, yeah. Dave Mazzicelli. Okay. If only for year one alone. Yeah. Right? Not, not independent, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, too. Uh, but Dave Mazzicelli, what do I have him there for? Uh, I guess for uh, Stereo's Polyp. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, but uh, uh, Jeff Smith, of course. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The boys from that. And I think that's, I think that's about it there. All right. So, yeah, not, not a bad little thing. <laughs> okay. with, and you? Uh, Rob Schraub from um, Scud the Disposable Assassin. Oh, okay, okay. There Very you go. I forgot. There, there's a name I, I hadn't. Uh, Peter Bag. Okay. Peter Bag. Uh, Daniel Close. Okay. Eight Ball and things like that. Oh, I thought, I, oh, you know, when I forgot Rick Vitch and the Vitch, boys yeah. who were uh, on, on uh, and Tunnel Bean uh, and all the boys from uh, from... Uh, Akela, all yeah. the crew oh, from okay. Swamp Thing. Sorry, they, they're, I'll include the, the, the Swamp Thing crew for the Alan Moore Swamp Thing crew. There you go. Uh, James O'Barr. Yes, okay. Gro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sergio Aragones. Yes, okay, for Gru. For yeah. Gru. Yeah. I mean, Gru was. Gru, Gru. <laughs> right. uh, Jaime Gilbert Hernandez. Hey, I yeah. My honorable mentions. And I'm with Paul Chadwick. Okay, okay, good, good. She's got a lot of similars here. Yeah. I'm quite surprised, right? <laughs> but there were a few I, I, I was fucking really bad with like the, the Magnola out of all of them I got all the fucking Magnola and I'm doing doing special segments on Magnola and, yeah. and the thing it's just like uh, I'm sure if, and Terry Moore if Mike was here he'd walk yeah and Terry Moore and I got and all Stan the Sakai. and I got all the fucking books here at the shelves and a lot not just one or two a lot yeah <laughs> you missed Magnola not, not missed it's all yeah. on the list right. Magnola Terry Moore and Stan Sakai yeah but that's just it it's just like there's three of my favorites too. It's just yeah. like, was I on drugs that day, or yeah. quite possibly? <laughs> it's, it's the effect of all, all these puffers, right? <laughs> they, they got me ossified here. Okay, and I guess now it's time for our number one choices. And the winner for me is, and I think you probably, I don't know if you, <laughs> you know this. Barry Windsor Smith. Okay. If if and if only for uh, Weapon X, right? Uh, independence. Oh, wait, oh, oh, okay. Can't include Monster. Oh no, no okay, oh, okay. Then, then well, yeah. then, okay, then there's the, his Freebooters and his Young Gods. There you go. Okay, uh, I get would uh, Archer and Armstrong. That's what I must have been thinking of. Yeah. Because I would almost consider I'll Valiant. give you Archer and Armstrong. That's in nineties. Yeah, but the other ones too. Okay, yeah. I'll throw in the well, other you ones. You can include monsters because he's been working on it since. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 really in a lot of ways, yeah. right? But yeah, Freebooters and the Young Gods. I mean, they were fucking beautifully done series, yeah. and I got most of them, and and just the whole format and all that was beautifully done, right? Yeah. But uh, and then I mean, he, just every and his influence in, in at Valiant too. I mean, he. I mean, he Exo Man of War. He yeah. did that with Shooter, and geez, and they say he was the, the the brains behind Unity. Okay, 
at the time. It so, kinda, and that was a great idea. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, you it's funny how Valiant came out of nowhere. It was a nowhere company with a, with a couple of properties. Yeah. And next thing they were the fucking hottest <laughs> thing. I, it was amazing. I, I, best thing was I had every goddamn comic because I started collecting them because it was Magnus Robot Fighter and Dr. Solar, which... Or Solar Man of the Atom, which which I was fans of anyway. Yeah. Let alone the fact when I seen Bergwinzer's name attached to yeah. these comics, it was just like get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, yeah, he's. Uh, I still stand by him. He's still my number one, my, yeah. my number one choice. Right. Okay. Now, what's your number my one? number one is from your honorable mentions. Ooh. ooh, ooh. I went with Eastman and Laird. Okay. 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 Um, I, I can groove on that. Right. Um, you know, obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and things like that. Um, Especially but, the first series. Yeah. But main reason why, and I said before, yes, you want to create a freedom. You're in it to make money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And boy, do they, do they, they ever had, do it. It's safe to say Ninja Turtles was a global phenomenon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they had the comic books took off. Yeah. All right, they're still being published today. Yeah. The animated series was huge with kids in the toy line. I had every Ninja Turtles growing up. Yeah. Uh, with reinvention, I know through Nickelodeon, but there's names still attached. Ninja Turtles is still being produced on TV. Yeah. The comic books are still being produced. The toys are still being produced. For the longest while, it was the highest grossing independent movie of all time. Uh... The movies, still popular, being yeah. produced. And one thing is, one of his biggest influences, um, Eastman's, yeah. was heavy metal. Yeah. He eventually oh, yes. bought, <laughs> bought heavy it. metal. Yeah. And what kind of a creator's dream would that be? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's, yeah. and it's funny, I looked it up, and they're, they're both worth about $20 million each. Yeah. Now, so, I know... Um, Eastman sold his stake years and years ago. Yeah. And then Laird eventually sold his share. He, he probably sold it for three, four million dollars. Yeah. Laird sold it for like 50, 60, 70 million dollars to Nickelodeon, but kept the rights that he can still produce Ninja Turtles comics on his own. Okay. Okay. So Laird made out like a bandit. Oh, you gotta love that. And yeah. Eastman basically got nothing for Ninja Turtles. I'll go Except, ahead. but he's still running and doing stuff with the comic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, geez, this was this was a great great it list, a man. It, was, list. It, was, it definitely was a a really good one. You got me on a few. I, I'm still hurting after the Minola one. It's just like I'm hanging my head in Magnolia shame. There you go. Uh, so next week we are going to do another giant size. Yes, and we are doing um, inkers. Inkers, and, which I'll be honest, I had a little bit of trouble with. Yeah, I had. That's why I opened it up to, yeah, to put all, a specific all age. age. Yeah. Yeah. I had names. Yeah. But to me, it's hard to figure out who did what for inkers. Because yeah. growing up, I wasn't an inker guy. Oh, okay. Oh, I was I, I was huge into inking because to me, well, just from the drawing point of view yeah. anyway, but I love seeing how inkers changed. Yeah. People's a, style. A, yeah, like Sal Buscema, for instance. Uh, yeah. The way Klaus Jensen worked on him uh, made him really great. Or, or Joe Stanton. Yeah. But then there were other people who inked them, and it was just like, mm. So no. I managed to get a good few names on the list. But ranking them, I found kind of hard. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's hard to determine what makes a good inker. Yeah. An inker for Kirby 
might not be a good anchor for Starenko. Yeah. Well, I, 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 that's what I took into account. Is there? Yeah. Is the is the power of their inking and yeah. and because I mean you know well obviously I I think I can use Vince Coletta as a as an as an example because I'd know he'd be on any of ours but you know it's uh, exactly right. It's, yeah, but it's, one thing Vince Coletta he, he was the his job was to make deadlines. Oh yeah, and did he ever? Yeah, and yeah, he, he never missed a deadline. Yeah, he there was a famous one. He got a uh, an issue on a Friday, and it goes Vince Monday, please. And Monday morning, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mentioned the party after. Right. But uh, but they but uh, to me it was faith, faithfulness to who who brought out. Yeah. Uh, who was the best at who, who, like bringing out the best in Kirby or Gene Cohen right. or yeah. or all these best of right. Uh, now there were some who just no one could do it, like uh, Ditko. I always found that Ditko brought out the best in his own yeah thing. Same with Dave Cockrum. Dave Cochran was always his own best inker, yeah. right? No, I think hands down, right? I mean, there's some people that just have a career as inkers. Yeah, yeah. So, and we're going to have a chat about them yep. for next week. Yeah, so folks, ch- check in with us next week, and yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be a fun one. There you go. <laughs> now, in the meantime, uh, there's the, in the Library of Graphic Literature with myself and Luna. Just As a matter of fact, we're going to be doing a, a, a show. I'm not sure if we'll get it done today, but... We're going to do a special episode of the books that Dennis brought me. There you go. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to to, to that. Luna, I, I have a lot of fun with with it. Right? She's she really brought 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 a, a spark in life <laughs> to the show. Right? Well, we, we always said with with this, if you ever have to do a solo one, it's hard to talk to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very hard. It's, to it's talk gotten to, to that yourself, point. Yeah. It's gotten to that point now. I'm so used to having a, a, a guest. It's just like I don't know what what, what the fuck to do. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But and then of course my comics positive. I have one more entry for this week, which will be on Friday. That's the last one with like, the Daredevil omnibus. And, yeah. yeah. So is it? I ended my omnibus run. I'm not sure what I'm gonna pick for for a last omnibus because, well, geez, there's just so fucking many, right? Yeah. But yeah, I think I think it might be a DC because I did do just finished it with a Marvel. I've been going back and forth. Now you okay. threw in the Jim Sterling omnibus, yeah. right? And, I say, well, it was a Fantastic Four Volume Two. Which I it was yeah that was involved. I think I threw that in as I think that was my first one. Yeah, because like so that made our list years ago. Yeah, the uh, the best omnibus of yeah. all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it got to be. It really yeah. is right. But you know, a few other good ones there. You know, your man thing or your 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 Howards are yeah. favorites of mine. And, we talked about Howard before too. So. Yeah, so it's uh, and that's you can't what, change up well. That's what I'm looking for. I've been looking for. That's why I went for uh, the DC. Uh, universe omnibus rather than yeah. the fourth world or commandy, right? Because everyone had done those, right? Yes. So it's just give, give the give the weird weird strips a liking, there right? You go. Which you know, they were cool, right? Yeah. And then it's just yeah, it's just like geez, what the what other omnibus? I guess Legion, which is one of my favorite, or Batman Black and White. Yeah. Legion uh, five years later, volume two is coming out this week. Oak away. I think so, yeah. Damn, damn, damn. I gotta get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, I guess that's it for now. Um, and I'll see you uh, in a week's time. In a week's time. Well, we're recording it now, but yeah, we'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, gr- drag uh, good old Bill into here, Bill Brennan. And Bill, come on and play us on out of here. Mm-hmm.